Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WTF1 podcast. Today, we are, of course, not talking about any Formula One races going ahead. We have a little bit of F1 news to dive into and also a lot of esports side of things. But, of course, I am not on my own. I am joined by the one and only Tommy Bellingham. Hello, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm not bad. I can't see you again. It's very odd, but maybe we'll get used to it because it seems like it's going to be going on for a while. It's going to be very strange, isn't it, when we, we next meet up? It's going to be like the first time all over again. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so today, obviously, we're going to be talking about one of the big things that occurred uh, on Sunday, which was the first virtual Grand Prix and all the other things that have been going on in the F1 world. Not that there's been a huge amount, but in terms of esports, it's been it's been quite a successful time, hasn't it, for, for esports? Very much taken the, the forefront of, of motorsport. Yeah, there's been loads going on. We had um, the the two that we had last week and an additional one, which was obviously quite chaotic and also pretty damn cool. So we'll go into that. Absolutely. Let's dive into some three words from fans. Still not race reviews, although we could technically call them race reviews. But We've got a race or, now, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a race, isn't it? At, at on, wait at act.master no punterino lando at underscore jh cooper underscore where's the drivers at memes have spoken go lando bot and at gehassen underscore t underscore gorahebe you really do choose the best ones don't you tommy I did, better I did. <laughs> better than france obviously that's uh, mainly talking about the virtual gp we also had uh, the Veloce race, the Not the Bahrain Grand Prix, happen just before that. And we also had the race, I think, on Saturday as well, didn't we, doing uh, their own thing on our factor as well. So there's a variety of esports stuff going on. But uh, we're, we're focusing in on the Formula One one, obviously, because it's the, the, the Formula One-led one, although the Veloce one is also backed by Formula One, which is a little bit confusing. But I was part of the broadcast as well, so no, no bias at all. But also F1 Virtual GP was the best, right? And this was uh, brand new as well, so exciting times exactly brand new it's uh, it's crazy so we're going to dive into my three word review first and mine was johnny herbert legend <laughs> oh my goodness me well first of all before we dive into it if you haven't watched the race then please go and check it out because uh, it was chaotic uh, unfortunately it was reduced from a 50 percent race to a 25 percent race due to technical issues lando not being able to connect and so on which is something that you've a lot of games have been seeing it in their esports kind of world. I'm a big fan of League of Legends, and I was watching their esports broadcast where you know they've got hun- probably a hundred times the budget of what uh, Gfinity do, and yet they had to do it remotely. And they had a game where the commentary wasn't even over the game. There was breaking up, all sorts of stuff. So th- the challenges ahead in the whole esports industry is crazy at the moment. But I think the fact that the race happened, obviously, it was shorter not ideal and i think tom d can label it a beta a beta version because uh you know it was only a few days of, of turnaround which is pretty yeah. hectic right yeah exactly you i mean you had issues with the uh veloce one on the very first time they did it and you know you've got to give f1 the benefit of the doubt it's the first one they've done and also it's quite easy to banter about oh you can tell it's not real because there's all these connection issues and stuff but issues happen in sport in real life we've had incidents where you know in formula one where lights haven't turned on or things like that so it's this is just a kind of technical hitch that you get with sport in general really yeah um so if you haven't checked it out go check it out but the reason i went for johnny herbert legend is because (laughs) he so Actually, he wasn't too bad in terms of practice. I know that he I was, was set up very late. Yeah, and and he was actually 
reasonably on the pace. He was saying that in practice he was doing sort of 29s. And when you're looking at 26s being, 126s being the fastest sort of F1 esports drivers, and then you've got, you know, kind of the, the average Joes like me, like 28s. Then you've got Johnny Herbert, who probably hasn't played an F1 game in many a year, just dropping yeah. a casual 29. Um, it, it, it was pretty crazy. So, But he still started quite far down the grid. And yet... Yeah. I think he started 16th and by turn one, he was leading as he went hurtling <laughs> up the inside, forgetting turn one completely, maybe also turn two as well. And then joining at turn three, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And I wasn't actually commentating on the race, but I had my headset on and I was crying. It was so funny. One of the yeah, best yeah. esports moments I've ever seen. It was it was great because Bahrain, uh, if you hadn't seen it, it was obviously Bahrain because that's the race we would have had this weekend. And with the first corner, the way it sort of um, doubles back on itself, like the big hairpin bend, you can, but then it also cuts back again. So Johnny Herbert managed to cut out turn one, but then obviously get the perfect line into turn two, if you like. So he's yeah. almost like straight line in that as well. So the advantage is absolutely huge. And he just decided, no, nah, I'm not taking turn one. I mean, and to be fair to him, he avoided all the other chaos because of it. So you'd take uh, yeah. the penalty, right? He got a 10-second penalty, and yeah, he definitely would take it. The fact that he... Even the, just the fact the commentary was saying Johnny Herbert leads the race is one of the, <laughs> the sentences <laughs> I didn't think I would ever hear for the rest of my life, but uh, it was it was incredible. We've got a few questions as well. At Jamie Smith 811 says, Though it was definitely a fun evening, can you suggest ways to improve the sim races? Different rules, different drivers, different coverage, more Matty WTF1. I didn't pay this person, by the way. Uh, sure. But yeah, I think... I think the one thing for me that doesn't particularly make sense is the fact that the Veloce one, which happens a couple of hours beforehand, is pretty much part and parcel of what the Formula One coverage is only a couple of hours later. I think that yeah, Tom, yeah. Tom was saying in the broadcast, at least, that we were going to Melbourne next, which I, I was slightly... Uh, I, I don't know if he meant to say that or not, because I feel like we'll be going to China next. But uh, I feel like there de definitely needs to be a, a variation. I know that Veloce have changed it, so it's 25% race with qualifying, and then you've got 25% reverse grid after that, which definitely spices it up a little bit. But I feel like there needs to be a little bit more variation, if if I'm being honest. Yeah, it, you've obviously got the three, I guess you'd say, major players in terms of the esports race going on at the moment. So you've got the race which do theirs on R Factor, then you've got the Veloce one. And the fact that you had the race one on Saturday, you almost want that one in the middle because it's a bit different. Whereas because they're back to back and especially because of the timing as well, it was literally straight after. If you watch the first one, it almost feels, it feels very, very similar. And there's also a lot of very similar drivers as well, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I know that with the Formula One one, there was no F1 esports drivers and they were all basically celebrities, content creators yeah. and so on, which which I actually preferred. I preferred that to having four or five F1 esports drivers and then them just romping off and then it's just a battle for sixth place. So at least we had yeah, know, Philip Eng and, and you had uh, Guan Yu Zhou, uh, Zhou you know, fighting for the victory and things like that, which is something that you, you'd never see in a normal esports tournament. So for me, I like that more than having a mixture because it just doesn't really make sense to me. Whether it's a case of having F1 esports drivers as a race and then the celebrities as a race, I don't know. But I yeah, think that I F1 have it right. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I can't actually remember if I mentioned it in the last one, but... I think we were speaking to it, uh, speaking about it maybe just just on our own when we were chatting. That the 
with the Veloce one, it is very much, you had the esports drivers just blazing off into the distance. And it was a bit similar in the the very first one with the race as well, where you had people like Max Verstappen, who didn't actually do the latest one, but he was in the first one. And so was Jimmy Broadbent and DaCosta and these people. But because the R-Factor 2 players that play week in, week out were just storming off into the lead you didn't really get to see the celebrities if you like doing it yeah which sort of was a bit of a shame really so this formula one one is just very much here's a load of people that you will have heard of on the f1 game racing yeah yeah yeah. and the lineup was ridiculous you know i know a lot of them did translate from veloce to f1 esports like ian poulter and you had uh you know all sorts of drivers coming from there. But there were a few different ones as well. You had Liam Payne, you had flipping... Yeah. Oh, my... I couldn't believe that when Williams announced Liam Payne. I was like, what? How? <laughs> yeah, it's such a uh, random thing. And it's it's one of these things, again, where if you'd have said to us three months ago that we'd be talking about Liam Payne driving a Formula One game, I mean, what what is this crazy dream that's going on right now? Yeah, a nightmare, I guess, in some ways yeah, as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, yeah, other other drivers coming from Veloce to to the race, like Gutierrez, Van Dorn. You know, there were so many people that are so keen to to be involved. But I think that with this happening now, so many more racing drivers are now wanting to get involved. You know, you see all these drivers getting their sims set up. I was speaking to Ollie Webb uh, only earlier today, and he was saying, you know, I've got my sim set up. How do I get involved in the F1 virtual GP and stuff like that? So uh, yeah. the, the interest is there, which is amazing, because obviously not many people have many things to do at the moment. Uh, but in terms of going back to Jamie Smith's question of what could be done differently, I think just even if it's on a different day, as you say, maybe if it's the Veloce ones on the Saturday and then the F1 ones on the Sunday, at least there's that break in between rather than going straight from one broadcast to another. But then at the same time, it's absolutely ridiculous the the viewers that the I don't I didn't I, don't, I didn't see the Veloce and how, how much how many they got, but in terms of Formula One, there was uh, reports of it being like four hundred thousand concurrent viewers, which is yeah, it was it absolutely mind boggling. <clears throat> and yeah. and the, the funny thing was is that obviously we were doing the broadcast at the Gfinity Arena, but there was as minimal amount of people as you possibly could have. Yeah. So for for us as a broadcast team, we felt like we were broadcasting to a hundred people because it didn't feel like a normal F one esports show. We had so many little you just had cameras on tripods uh yeah. with one man kind of just sorting the whole thing so for us it just felt like the complete opposite uh so it was crazy to to hear the numbers and you know it just shows that the interest is there because not that many people would tune in even if you know formula one was on and and, and that sort of stuff i know that they probably choose the real life sport but it's nice to see that it's coming to the forefront exactly it shows there's an appetite for it the um so many people that uh, I know that maybe aren't even that interested in esports and maybe have a small interest in F1. They were still still watching and I saw a lot of people posting about it. So it's awesome that that many people, and this would have been a lot of people, maybe a lot of people's first time watching it as well, watching this kind of virtual racing. So pretty cool. Yeah, as, as horrible as this whole situation is, it has given esports this incredible opportunity for people to understand why someone else would watch someone playing a game. And uh, yeah, as, as horrible as this whole situation is, I feel like esports hopefully will now have that platform, even when real life sport returns. Uh, in order yeah, to, 100%. It's to a have, proper yeah. game changer, isn't it? Is it it's, yeah, this is that is a, pun? Is that a game... pun? Good one. That was, good. Wait, game I was completely accidental. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it's a game changer for esports and the whole industry. It's just this is in a weird way their time to shine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's not the the fact <clears throat> that that Sorry. F1 esports. That's all right. I'll get uh, as long as it's not Corona, Tommy. We're fine. No, exactly. Um, I just needed. needed to, uh... <laughs> but in terms of uh, what was I going to say, the the viewership and whatnot, it, it is crazy to see, and and I think that. I completely lost my train of thought after you cough then. It'll come back to me. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Uh, at F1 underscore monocoque, why was Liam Payne the only one who man- maintained his social distance on the leaderboard? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Liam wasn't particularly good uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sure why he set a two minute 16 and then retired from the session because I know that they couldn't physically break their car because it was on reduced damage. So very strange uh, yeah. decision from him. And I know he was very much off the pace, but... If he comes back again, it just shows that he's allowed. He's he's able to put his dignity on the line a little bit and just have a bit of fun because a lot of yeah, these guys exactly. are. Yeah, is is, I mean, fair play. It, it's obviously quite funny watching people, but fair play for them for turning up and giving it a go. To be fair, so. And I did. I did hear actually on. with Liam. Oh, go on. Sorry, I did hear with Liam Payne. Don't know if this was true, but someone tweeted that. The it was the racing line was forced off or something in the actual race. Oh yes, but he'd yeah, been driving yeah, you, with um, the racing line. Yeah, yeah, you posted that on Twitter, so I didn't see who that actually came from. But yeah, yeah. Uh, right, continuing on. Why not more F one drivers? At Emma Reginkos says, why do you think most F one drivers didn't want to participate in the e race? And is there a way to change that? For me personally, and you know, this is just comes from my opinion rather than having hard facts, but. Well, apart from potentially Max Verstappen not wanting to race on the Formula One game because he didn't really want to trundle around the back. I think that's what he told Ziggo Sport, I think, uh, if uh, I'm not mistaken. So I know Max, obviously, you know, competitive, doesn't want to be trundling around the back. But I think the other drivers, probably just a case of they don't have to, so they won't sort of thing. You know, they probably don't, especially the older drivers, probably don't see it as a particular, like they don't see it as any reason to go and do it. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't know how they're approached, but I'm sure F1 are like, "Would you like to?" Rather than you have to, and, yeah. You know, they don't have any contractual obligations to do it, so why would they? I guess. Yeah, it's true. I guess um, I, I remember Danny Rick actually. Maybe it was in Baku him telling us that he wasn't interested at all in sim racing and doesn't do the whole gaming side, and that that you know Max Verstappen loves it, and he was mentioning that Max is proper into it, but he just. It's just not his thing. And obviously we saw him chilling on a tractor instead. <laughs> yes, I guess it is that as well. You know, not all of these guys just have an access to a simulator, although I'm sure if they said, yes, I'll race, there will be some sort of logistics put in place to, oh, 100%, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, send, to send a sim over. So I think, yeah, I think the drivers are just enjoying the downtime and it is a shame. I would love to see, even if it was just a one-off for Lewis Hamilton or whoever, just to have one race, just to spend a little bit of time. We know Lewis loves Gran Turismo, which means he's not going to be rubbish at the Formula One game. Exactly. So, th- so there are drivers out there. I mean, George Russell, I don't particularly see as any excuse. You know, he's a young driver. I'm sure he has access to a sim. Yeah, uh, same with Alex Albon as well. Yeah, Alex Albon. Um, it, I just find it a little <laughs> bit strange that more F1 drivers weren't involved, but maybe it just took one... You know, maybe they were watching at home and they've seen that 400,000 people are watching. They go, oh, actually, this might be worth it. Because I think... They, they... Sorry, carry on. Sorry, it's weird. It's weird because that... we're, we're not together, just <laughs> interrupting each together. other all the time. <laughs> go on, you um, go. All I was going to say is that I didn't... You know, they may not have seen it as a as a reason to do it. They might have thought it was just a small gaming thing, but actually it's it's pretty damn huge. 
Yeah, and I think it was, to be fair to F1, quite short notice as well. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it was and like you were saying with the with the broadcast, it was put together fairly quickly. Um, you know, it was only announced recently. All the F1 drivers have been announced, and I guess the biggest disappointment for people was when it was publicised as we're we're doing an official formula one virtual race and all the drivers have been invited you'd say well even if it's four or five it would still be pretty awesome but the fact that only one of them turned up i guess that was people's disappointment uh, two latifi two yeah sorry two two yeah and um well if you can lando's ai which we'll go into later um, <laughs> but as well as well i know grosjean got a sim and he was saying that he needs a bit of time to practice so maybe maybe a few others are getting sorted out and maybe just want a bit of time to practice because let's be honest they're super competitive and even max saying yeah. that he doesn't want to be at the back of a f1 game when it mm. is absolutely just for fun to entertain people and he's that competitive he still doesn't want to do it if he's not got a chance to win so it says a lot about them they're competitive that's the thing it's, it's yes, still yeah. their still their egos on the line isn't it and, <laughs> yeah exactly you know, they don't want to be the ones that come last so yeah that might be a case as well that they just want to practice get up to speed with it but at the same time they're all f1 drivers i think they would be at a, a, a decent level anyway i mean nico hulkenberg he picked it up only a couple of days ago maybe yesterday and he was decent he was quick he qualified fifth in the race and and i think that a lot of the drivers would be exactly the same so uh let's hope that for next time a few more of them pick up a steering wheel and, and get involved. Uh, some people weren't happy with the race. At MLD Sunlight 70 said the official F1 race was ridiculous, wasn't it? They should put in the eSport drivers. Now, I know we've mentioned a little bit about the fact that I think we both were of agreement that we didn't really want the F1 eSports drivers in. That It wasn't a race to compare to an eSports race because it's not that kind of broadcast. And I think the tone of voice was like that throughout most of the broadcast anyway. You know, there was me, Tom, Jack, Alex, all just having a bit of fun, uh, having a bit of banter between each other and just having that lighthearted content. Whilst also trying to have a serious race, and obviously Johnny Herbert added a, a different element to that by cutting the entire of the first corner. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think that in general, a lot of people liked the tone of voice of the fact that it was just a bit of fun and um, nothing was particularly on the line. A hundred percent. And I completely disagree with that because then... You know, if you put the esports drivers in, it's just F1 esports, which and is no one different. would tune in. There'd be no pull to it. Well, yeah, you have F1 esports as a separate thing, which is the main esports well, drivers. That, but this yeah. is something different. Yeah, not that no one would tune in, but in terms of when you look at the viewing figures of F1 esports nights, and then if yeah, it's exactly advertised as an F1 esports night, you're not going to bring in four hundred thousand viewers. So yeah, yeah, so it's 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 a complete no-brainer for me the fact that they've got this mixture of f1 drivers and celebrities at the moment and i think that as this grows there'll just be more and more high profile celebrities as nothing else is really going on so fingers crossed we get donald trump in for the next one that would be interesting yeah. wouldn't it imagine I'm sure he'd, <laughs> right tommy I'm sure hit, us, hit, hit us with your three word review uh so my my review sort of leads on to that a little bit which is much needed laughs and this is basically the fact that we don't need to be reminded that the world's pretty depressing at the moment, especially with all this going on. And last night, for probably the first time in a very long time, I and I know a few uh, other people agreed that 
you you could forget about it you the c word which is corona obviously um yeah we could all forget about it for a moment and just enjoy that that kind of twitter banter of having a live event and having formula one drivers involved and it just it was hilarious and especially the fact that you had lando streaming it as well which just added another element to how funny it was it was just some much needed enjoyment for everyone in a difficult time yeah and it was it was so nice to obviously i i couldn't enjoy that because i was part of the broadcast but i have seen some clips of um of Lando Bott and phone calls to George Russell and Max Verstappen and and, and all sorts. Uh, Zach Brown, I think he called as well, didn't he? Yeah. So the Lando Bott thing, we had so many questions about that, and that was the fact that his he, his game crashed on the formation lap. Was it? I don't know. I think you tell me. The, yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't know how much you knew. Uh, I saw a clip, and I believe it was the formation lap where his game crashed. So the his AI was still driving round, but. Because yeah. everyone was crashing so much, his AI still managed to be in the kind of top five through the whole race. I'm pretty sure his his AI was also set to like at least a hundred. So, oh, okay, um, fair. So I think because I think 110 is the max, and I right. think that the AI was actually pretty decent. <laughs> nice. So yeah, Lando was actually doing really well um, with with this AI, and then it was only about four laps to go. I think he managed to join. Yeah, but he right. was obviously on on Twitch just laughing, going. And he started this whole Lando Bot thing of like, come on, Lando Bot, I'm I'm in third and stuff, and it was it was proper <laughs> funny. Uh, at William Bertie says, was it Jimmy Broadbent's fault? Uh, this will be the crash on the last lap going towards the final corner. Uh, to be fair, from the spectator side of things, it looked like it was Jimmy's fault, but then Lando looked like he was also squeezing a little bit. So oh, I think yeah. it was fifty fifty racing racing incident uh, from what I saw anyway. Yeah, it's funny that because it was almost like a no rules race that there's no kind of consequences to this but it is still kind of fun to kind of speculate it as if it was a um a a real racing incident which obviously on the podcast we love to uh dive into these sort of things so this can just be our chance to uh have a go at some stewarding because we've not done it for a while (laughs) or lack of stewarding yeah (laughs) I, i i thought lando squeezed him a little bit to be honest he, yeah, he definitely he got across. he got a there bump wasn't... and then just decided, yeah, I'm going to push you into the wall. But he wasn't. And he had the position. Seriously. He didn't wasn't... really need to squeeze, did he? He was on the fresher tires. He could have easily just taken the inside line and finished fourth. But Jimmy, yeah. uh, Jimmy had a great drive, which was uh, awesome to see because I know he's been struggling on the F1 game a little bit. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's had was, some uh, unfortunate uh, races with it, uh, but this time he was very much at the forefront of it. That was probably the standout other than the johnny herbert thing that's probably the standout incident wasn't it from the race yeah his, yeah, his battle and it was a great battle before that as well obviously not just the crash they were going side by side through many many corners yeah which was awesome to see uh, i wonder if jimmy will make a video about that we'll uh, have to wait and see i'm sure he will uh speaking of uh when you mentioned earlier about drivers that um we want to get more drivers involved uh during uh, after the race, Lando did actually call Alex Alban, and they were having a chat for a bit. And uh, he said he he basically said Alex should get involved, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think I will." So, oh, good. Hopefully, he didn't. Fingers crossed. Uh, couldn't convince Max. No, they were kind of no, bantering I... about it, weren't they? 
Yeah, I don't think Max is particularly fond of the F1 2019 game. <laughs> no. But anyway, it was all good fun, wasn't it? And uh, a very yeah, nice evening. And a very nice evening all round. Now, we need to take a brief intermission for this uh, WC1 podcast to have a quick chat about our sponsor for this episode, Babbel. Is that right? Babbel? Is that how we say Babbel, it? yeah. Yeah, like Ryan that's, Babbel. That's, the, uh, that's what I've been calling it. Ryan Babbel. Uh, in these testing times of not being able to travel pretty much anywhere, I think it's fair to say people have more time on their hands than usual, at least I do, uh, you know, hardly leave the house. Uh, one <laughs> of the things that Babbel can help you with is learning a language. Now, I learned French and German in secondary school, and it's quite funny, actually. I was, uh, I play Call of Duty Warzone quite a bit. And um, have you played it yet, Tommy? Have you played it? It's, I, it's I free. haven't. No, no. You should, you should get on it. I'd be uh, terrible. And... And uh, so it's a battle royale game, and uh, and I joined uh, a game with two German guys, and genuinely, I I could I could tell like a few words, but I was sat there. Like, I wish, genuinely, I wish I could learn what they're saying a bit more because they were saying directions and all sorts, and I was going, I have no idea where this guy is to shoot. Anyway, back to Babel. Um, so basically, I pr- pretty much forgot all of all of my German and French, uh, but with Babel, you can relearn that language in a matter of weeks. Uh, the app itself has a clear and simple interface guiding you through your learning journey in a funny and smooth way. It doesn't take much time up at all either with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. So with all that uh, procrastinating and self-isolating everyone's doing, uh, I'm sure that 10 to 15 minutes is, is not uh, not too long. Exactly. Uh, so you can you, try it. Tr- go on, sorry. So if you're going to be sat on your phone with nothing to do, why not? Why not do this? Why not learn a language? Do it. Okay. Uh, so try Babbel today by going to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot C-O dot U-K or download the app to try for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own. There you go. So if you want to learn a language, go check out Babbel. And uh, I will always think of it as Ryan Babbel. <laughs> I'm sure, no, no relation, I'm sure. It's a Liverpool striker, if anyone's wondering. Right, on to some real-world F1 news, which uh, we don't have too much of it, and it's usually negative, and unfortunately, <laughs> this is also negative. Uh, Baku, cancelled. Uh, not really surprising, is it, Tommy? No, not at all. Uh, it's looking more and more like this is just going to be going on a long time, and I don't think anyone, while they said that Baku could be the season opener, I don't think anyone believed that was going to happen, so we just wait. No. I might turn my light on. I'm feeling like I'm getting a bit dark here. One sec. Lovely. Don't know if that changed much, but um, you can now see me a little bit clearer. (laughs) Continuing on, at Yosi underscore Moskowitz. What is your opinion on which team is benefiting or losing from such a delayed start of the season? Now, that's uh, obviously very speculative. We don't really have a clue. Um, Everyone's being pretty much affected by this we, we don't yeah. know how much i guess it's it's that window of period between australia obviously being cancelled and then all these restrictions of being able to work on the car and work in factories and so on i think ferrari's still been hit the hardest i imagine just and yeah. i know there's been some speculation of the fact that ferrari have probably like gained from it because they were off the pace in pre-season testing but for me italy has been hit, hit the hardest uh, in terms of anywhere other than china pretty much so for me, I can't see how Ferrari would have benefited even if they have had this extra time. No, exactly. They've not been able to work on the cars. And I know that it's it's soon probably going to be to the point where they do say to teams that you're going to have to lock down. I guess they're, they're going based on what's happening in their own country. So that's obviously affected yeah. Ferrari hugely, especially with Marinello being in sort of that zone where it was 
really really bad um but i guess racing point would be quite gutted because they looked like they were going to start the season really strongly and kind of wanted to make the most of that advantage i guess not that we can take anything from uh pre-season testing from testing i guess not it feels weird do you not think it feels weird to think that we had f1 testing now yeah it's very odd isn't it it's very strange yeah i was thinking about the other day and i saw some pictures and videos and it it felt like it has never happened now because of obviously racing happening the funny thing is, it, it'll be if uh, we have we eventually have a race and everybody turns up with a Racing Point copy of uh, Mercedes. Imagine that yeah, if uh, all the teams have on it. gone back to the drawing board and gone, well, why don't we do this? Uh, hopefully we'll get a race at some point. But obviously, uh, Baku hasn't been cancelled, though, has it? It's been postponed. Postponed, yeah. Yeah, yeah you wrote cancelled. Oh, sorry. No, 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 sorry. Postponed. They've all been postponed. I mean, <laughs> let, let's be honest. The, the only one, obviously, that's been cancelled for good is Monaco. But yeah. Uh, they they they're saying postponed, but let's be honest. The later and later yeah. this goes on, they're not fitting twenty going to fit Struggling. twenty races into a month, are they? At the end of the season, so it's going to be difficult. Need to be careful with these scripts, Tommy. You know that I'm like Ron Burgundy, and I'll just I'll just read out whatever's on the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, obviously, you just mentioned it. Monaco Grand Prix cancelled this year, and the 2021 regulations have been moved back a year, which is yeah another you know obviously a lot of F1 fans, including ourselves, looking forward to these new regulations. But also, we also thought that this year was going to be probably one of the better years in terms of. The, the fight at the top, although preseason testing suggests maybe it wasn't going to be. So uh yeah. maybe a little bit more time for for twenty twenty one to be a really good year. I, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, it's weird. It, it makes sense that they've pushed it back because this season is going to be a proper write off, isn't it? Let's be honest. Whoever wins the title, like is because this is the whole thing, isn't it? You know, well if ah oh, I can just I can just see it now. If we do have eight races in three continents, which in the rule book is how a world championship is formed, right, for Formula One. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Hamilton wins that championship, has seven titles, and then doesn't win a championship again. Will that then go down as people going, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't win a full championship. <laughs> He's won and six and a stuff. half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, I will be that Shumi fanboy and probably say that. But <laughs> also, you know, you, you do you do think that would Hamilton even want to win a championship that so almost feels half-hearted because of the way in which everything's unfolded? It is so weird. I- we don't obviously know it's all speculation but it's going to be really strange when this does when we are allowed to race again how how they're going to sort this mess out really with the with the season yeah because uh, i guess they're looking at it and going is there any point in us running this world championship yes or no because obviously the later it gets delayed that they're not going to want to run six races and then go oh well we haven't really done much here like they clearly yeah. have a, an idea in their head where they go well we need to have at least 14 races or something i can't imagine they're looking at eight and going yeah this will be a world championship it's so weird isn't it? it like you say if it goes on to if this carries on till september yeah they've got a call, they've got to pull got the a, plug they've got to surely. pull the plug yeah exactly when when do they when do they say 2020 is just the a write-off of an f1 season and we we go again from next year that's just so it's there's just so much money on the line as well isn't there it's just crazy to think yeah and mclaren i noticed there was news that mclaren it's not not official but 
that they're obviously we're going to have Mercedes engines in 2021. Now, mm. do they push that forward? Do, because the original plan was that they would have those new engines for that new car. But now with the yeah, pushback, of- do they push the engine and or sponsors and driver contracts? It's a it's a mess. So many be, unanswered questions. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a very strange rest of the year. Even if we get no racing, there's gonna be so yeah. many stories that that unfold uh, over the course of these next few months. Yeah. Um, question at Aradan three one five. Will we see any new teams in twenty twenty two? Thanks to the, thanks to the, the, the thanks to the delay in the new regulations. Huh. I can't imagine anyone fancies getting into F one at this time. Mm-mm. Yeah, with how low the stocks are and everything as well. I think the biggest concern, if anything, is if anyone's going to be hurt by the situation and potentially lose a team rather than gain a team. Because, Mm. you know, with no racing, we don't don't know everything's different because it's such a unique situation, but sponsors and stuff aren't getting, you know, you've paid... You've paid millions of pounds to be on a Formula One racing car, and there's no, there's no sponsorship, yeah. and and F one teams still have to run. So and that, and F one teams rely on sponsor money in order to run their teams. So it's it's an absolute mess. And you look at maybe a team like Haas that did really badly last year in terms of the constructors. Were they looking at this year as right? You know, we've got to do well this year uh, because you know the finances aren't never ending especially when it's run by a, a person gene Haas. so yeah yeah there's many many factors maybe they'll get rich energy back on <laughs> <laughs> and someone with Haas with a with a car that they didn't really understand the fact that the regulations are now going to be lasting for another year mm. that's going to surely hurt them because be they're struggle. probably desperate yeah. to get these new cars in so they can almost start again with a clean slate if you like yeah yeah, right. Enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about something a little bit more positive that uh, you created once again, Tommy, for for this weekend. Twitter poll, poll GP. Uh, do you want to give us an update on what happened this week? Okay. Yeah. So this was pretty fun. I have enjoyed doing this a lot, actually. To be honest, it was. Yeah, it's um, gone down a treat. It was great to for so many people to be even just having the messages of people going, "Yeah, it's back" and stuff has been really hmm. good because we all like without going to Lewis Hamilton into it. Obviously, we all need a lot of positivity and yeah all this kind of stuff going on so yeah the twitter poll gp uh instead so so the first one was actually deciding the grid format so we had a very unique grid format which was decided on race number order so daniel ricardo was on pole from lando and a lot of people were sharing funny um pictures of giovanazzi looking quite sad because obviously he's number 99 starting, starting last um so a kind of race summary a race summary is uh both Mercedes crashed into each other and shock shock Just like they yeah. did last time and uh Toto started no, smashing did they last time? tables did they last time? Uh, no they didn't Hamilton Hamilton stalled last time and Bottas pulled his steering wheel off using DAS oh yeah but this time yeah they crashed into each other and Toto started smashing all the tables in the garage uh Lando and Ricardo were uh, collided kind of going for the lead then the safety car came out and Ferrari were running uh, P1 and P4, but they tried to double stack, messed it up. And then Lando and Danny Rick were back up at the front, but this time Ricardo sent it and kept it clean and won the race. 
Wow. So and people are actually doing that... championship tables and all sorts right now, which is unexpected. So Amazing. Uh, so there wasn't complete carnage then, because I know that obviously every single time is usually the most carnage option, but uh, the yeah. Danny Rick send it actually ended up in a clean overtake, which is surprising. Yeah, exactly. I've, start, I've started making it so you kind of, people pick a scenario and it sort of leads on to something. And then, so so it's not just constantly, That's, do you want these two to yeah. crash? Do you want these two to crash? Do you want these two to crash? Yeah, it's yeah. just And sometimes so the, the option that may look like it's going to cause a crash or something isn't actually going to do that. And maybe something with a more calm option actually ends up being worse exactly, in terms of yeah. incidents and stuff. Nice. Nice, I like it. So uh, when can we look forward to the next one next week? Uh, well, I'll probably just stick to doing it when so race, races were meant to be, yeah, to be honest, because okay, like, I worry I'm going to run out of ideas. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, let's stick to race weekends. Right, yeah. that's pretty much it. We are done here for the WTF1 podcast. Anything else you wanted to add, Tommy, before we go? Uh, no, should we try and wave to each other again when we leave? Sure. Uh, I'm not sure how this is going to work, because I'm, I'm recording on my phone this time. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, I'll, I'll just turn and go like that. And, and which way, which but, way are you uh, turning? Make sure you check out... Before we turn and wave, Tommy, I have to say, make sure you go and check out Babbel again, babbel.co.uk, or or download the app to try for free. Thank you, Babbel, for sponsoring this episode. Without sponsors, we would be nothing. So, and obviously without you guys as well, uh, fans and sponsors are what makes WTF1 go round. So, uh, yeah, yeah, make sure you uh, also uh, check out That Time When, which is coming out next week for audio listeners. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, please do. That's when we talk about the most incredible moments in Formula One history. We won't be adding to that anytime soon with no races, but hopefully we will at some point. Hey, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. And if you've not um, listened to any yet, now is the perfect time because with no racing on, we've recorded, well, a year's worth. So there's plenty of classic races that we dive into. So now's the time to to get listening to the old ones if you haven't yet exciting stuff right thank you so much for listening guys uh or watching if uh, we go for the watching as well so uh, that's it thank you so much tommy and uh let's wave goodbye bye right i'm gonna look to the right i'm already waving which which way are you looking though i, I looked left i looked left again okay bye i think i think we're good yeah it's mirrored so it okay bye bye